What is up, guys? Welcome to the Meaning of Podcast. I am Ace. This is RB3. And this is the podcast where we talk about your favorite directors and the deeper meaning within their films. And once again, guys, we have a very special guest. I am proud to announce that we have Mr. Mark Riley in the studio. Well, gentlemen, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I really am excited to talk about this certain topic. And when I was thinking about bringing you on, because you were definitely one of the first people I thought of to come on the show. I I was, you know, figuring stuff out and immediately it kind of clicked in me. We we're both Superman fans. Oh, yeah. What better to talk about than the the journey of the character of Superman throughout the screen, uh, especially the movies. But I I want to touch on the TV shows just because I, I love the TV shows. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to learn from you. On yeah, that one. yeah. It's, it's um, I, I got some great stuff to talk to you guys about in the TV aspect of it. I've talked to every three a little bit about it. But Superman is who, who I consider to be the greatest superhero. Same. I think you would agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I and I really do feel like it's always been Batman is one thing because people mm-hmm. have struggled with Batman, but people have really struggled more with Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Batman. I think. I, I think the struggle is because Batman is is human, and yeah. so mo- most people can identify. And Superman, you know, who can, you know, most likely lift a planet up and uh, and take it for a ride. You know, you're like, well, how do you identify with him? Yeah, yeah. So, and there's there's this um, aspect, and there's this topic of debate RB3 that directors and studios don't understand Superman and and don't know how to make a Superman movie. Let's just start out with that. Why do you think that is RB3? And you think that's true? Um no, I don't I don't think that's true. I think a lot of people get what Superman represents. I think overall Superman just kind of at least in the movies, mm-hmm. uh, at least we're talking about Christ, uh, Christopher Christopher Reeves movies, mm-hmm. we're talking about Brandon Ralph's, you know, one time and we're talking about Henry Cavill I feel like the central theme in all of that has just been like this like overwhelming sense of, you know, optimism and Americana, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. kind of a spirited view of like the what an American symbol is supposed to represent. I mean, his suit is like red, red, white, you and know, blue. not red, white and blue, not literally white, but it's, it's yellow. But it represents like the American flag, you know, it's yep. very much. So I feel like a lot of directors take that approach. And I feel like the times that it falls short is when. Um, it's just the perspective that a director brings to it. So that I feel I feel like people understand what Superman is supposed to represent, but I feel like it, so somebody somebody could get so overwhelmed in what uh, I feel like a director or a writer can become so overwhelmed in what uh, their representation of Superman is mm-hmm. over what the actual character in and of itself is. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know I, I I feel like as of recent examples, Captain America is actually like a good example of what a Superman character is for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. right? He also represents the same kind of thing of, like, overwhelming optimism, patriotism, and, you know, Americana, but it's, it's also, you see him change throughout the franchise in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. In the beginning, he was very trustful and very optimistic, but by the end of the franchise, he um, he questioned a lot of, like, government stuff because of the things he saw in Winter Soldier. Because exactly, of things in, exactly. But, you know, whereas some, something like a Henry Cavill Superman uh, he kind of just jumps right into having uh, it, the, the character itself kind of just jumps right into having a more pessimistic perspective. So mm-hmm. it kind of throws a lot of people off. But I personally vibe with I vibe with all all three all three of them. Yeah, uh, personally, I mean Brandon Ralph less. I mean that's less memorable. Same. You know, yeah, yeah. But, it, that movie was like a road bump. Yeah, you know, in, yeah. In the, in the development yeah. process, you know. So. Yeah, well, it was very nostalgic too. I feel like yeah. they, they purposely made it very much like reminiscent of Christopher yeah. Reeves to, yeah. to its uh, fault. I think. Yeah, I think a, a little, little bit too. too it was a little yeah. too, you know, Donner of Superman. For yeah, me. it was, right. and it, the opening of the movie is just like the opening of '78. You yeah. know, and it's, yeah. you know, it's, they brought back Williams themes and you know everything right. like that. So, and I think they wanted it to be like a sequel to. The Superman movies from Dawn. That's exactly right. what it was. Yeah. yeah. What What do you think? Uh, why people struggle to nail down the character of Superman, and why people have this, you know, topic of discussion, is saying like, "Oh, we just we don't know how to make him relatable." That's the word that people always throw around. Yeah, I and I think I, I kind of mentioned up top, you know, when you have an all powerful being that's essentially a god, you know, the the Christ references aren't lost on me, you know, and mm-hmm. and I think that you know when you have Donner's seventy eight version. He didn't really go into a lot of psyche of Superman. He just kind of, except for Pa Kent, Ma Kent, you got that they were a slice of Americana. Treat this boy well. You you are here for a reason. And then he goes in the Fortress of Solitude, and he comes out Superman. And he and he literally is Superman from that day on. And 
I think that he was the big blue boy scout. He was always doing good. And the big art there was don't use your power to change human course or the history. And he goes against that and saves Lois Lane at the end by turning the world back. And that's a sign of how powerful he is, right? Mm -hmm. And people loved it. And I think that at that point in 78, they wanted to love a big blue boy scout. Yeah. Um, and when you get Brandon Routh, that was a completely different time that yeah. you can't rely on nostalgia. You can't rely on just, I'm here to do good. You wanted your super man. You wanted your superheroes to have a little bit more depth and a little bit more psyche here. Mm-hmm. I think Zack Snyder might be a little bit um, uh, controversial. I think he got the closest to understanding Superman. Mm, yeah. Because I, I, I think we're all in agreement. Uh, yeah. We're all Zack RB3 and our Zack Snyder fans and Man of Steel fans. Thank God. Because <laughs> I am too. Because um, I love Man of Steel. We, we both agree that Man of Steel is our favorite DCEU movie. Yeah, favorite DCEU. Mine too. I, I, I love, I love Man of Steel. Yeah. Number one, and I even like Batman v Superman. But um, I do too. I, but I think, I think some of it doesn't work. But some I, of it but doesn't I, work. I like some of it. Yeah. Superman wasn't very, very much the, the focus in Batman v Superman. That's my, yeah, my issue with it. it That's why Batman. I yeah. didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. That's my issue with it because I was like, I want to see a, a, a follow-up, a Man of Steel 2. And what yeah. we got was Ben Affleck pouting. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, God, I don't like that. But, it, but keep going. Yeah. No, but I wanted to go deeper into that because mm-hmm. what Zack Snyder did and what I love is that Superman's character is always funneled through the character of Pa Kent and Ma Kent mm. because that's where he starts. Yeah. So those teachings make him who he is today. So if he were to land in the backyard of a horrible family, we'd have a very different superhero, um, as we're going to probably see with Brightburn. That's exactly what it is. Um, yeah. So when you have Pa Kent, Kevin Costner saying, no, do not show yourself. You got to hide it. That's kind of like the world we live in right now. What would an all-powerful being look like? What would they? D- how would Earth react? And even mm-hmm. Perry White yeah. says, "Is like, can you imagine if somebody was out there? what that would do to the world. And Superman had to take that on and process it. And then he ultimately does come out for for the good of the world and save the world for the first time in Man of Steel. And then they just kind of moved on to the next one. And it was about him wanting to stop Batman because that was against his morals. Yeah. What I think you could do with Superman that I don't think anybody's touched on but Zack Snyder is the alienation of being the last of your kind, how do you fit into this world? Can you fall in love with somebody that's mortal? Um, you know, what will the world do? How will they stop me? And where is my place in all this? And I think Tim Burton wanted to do that with Nicolas Cage and the, and the uh, ill-fated, yeah. you know. Um, Superman Returns. Su- well, Not was, Superman uh, Returns. Um, Superman Lives. Superman Lives, yeah. yeah so um, I, I think that he had an interesting angle to it um, where it's like, you know, how alienated he feels. What do I? Where do I fit? I think that the, the main reason Superman is not working in movies because they haven't hit. And again, I say that knowing full well that Man of Steel worked for me. Yeah. Um, but I think that studios don't get the character that he's an alien and the last of his kind. And I think everybody we're, we're really circle that the last of his kind and that you can maybe start to peel back the layers on Superman. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, I don't know if you have anything else to say on that, but. Well, no, yeah. I mean, I, I hundred percent, I think, you know, I think, uh, was Zack Snyder. He, um, he really wanted to get into um, the complication of like today and how yeah. how 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 much more complicated people are and, and how much more complicated we expect heroes to be mm-hmm. in our stories today, right? I mean, this you know we've we we're in a period of seeing heroes like you know Walter White from Breaking Bad, you know, or you know a lot of these like morally complicated heroes, The mm-hmm. Sopranos, like all of these. Um, and a lot of the movie starts to represent that too with the new Batman with the yeah morally you know, gray heroes yeah almost yeah. anti heroes Logan the, is the, another example the, the Nolan Batman movies yeah and, I mean that's what they're trying to emulate um, but you know show, showing that complication I, I guess it I guess it, it was kind of complicated because you know I guess you have to first establish the character to a lot of people yeah uh, before you start showing what like corrupts them you know yeah. and, and I, you know it's I think probably my, one of my bigger problems with Man of Steel is that. Um, when when the next snack when the next the next snap happens like it's very impactful. But if somebody has no idea who Superman is, they would have no idea that that's impactful for. Superman. 
that's man. a significant thing. Yeah, I think that's that's the the biggest issue, right? Is that if I'm a studio executive, the, the biggest thing with making a Superman movie and a Batman movie, to be fair, super movies, superhero movies in general, is is targeting children, right? Targeting little boys, mm. and I think they struggle with being like, well, who's he gonna punch? Like that's the thing they're like, how's Superman has to be cool? Yeah, and it's easy with Batman because martial arts is a huge aspect of his character, right? But with Superman, they're like, well, Superman has to punch people, and it's like that's not soup like no he doesn't like one of the, the what makes superman great is the aspect of 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 his battles in my opinion from the comics and i'm going to do a lot of stuff from the comics i'm going to mm-hmm. be that guy and from right. the animated series and shows is is lex lex is my favorite favorite all-time villain villain in anything mm-hmm. my, more than any villain in star wars more than anything i love lex luthor because he brings that idea of superman Never punches Lex, obviously, because he would kill him kill in him. one shot. And, and and the battles that he has with Lex are much more social, political, intellectual, uh, intellectual. Like those are the battles. Like what does he represent? What does this mean for politics? What does this mean for America? What does this mean for the world? Lex battles that, and he and he's not like this pure evil maniacal scientist. He's much more uh, of a of a guy who's who thinks he's fighting for humanity, and he feels like uh, Superman's a threat to humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the issue that a lot of studios have is like, where's the punching start? And and trying to sell that. That to kids is, yeah. uh, is it's something. A, it's a great point. And, and, and again, it goes to his character because you could focus on his alienation and where do I fit in this world. But you could also focus on his power. Mm-hmm. How is he going to punch somebody? What does Superman know? If he punches Lex Luthor, he's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. So it would be interesting to, to, to go into his psychology and say, well, I have to pull punches. Mm-hmm. I'm Superman. Yeah. And that when I fight somebody like Doomsday – I'm going to give it everything I got. And then if Doomsday fights back and is like, ooh, like in the comic, he's like, I'm giving him everything I got in the Death of Superman run. Yeah. Giving Doomsday everything I've got and he's not going down. So that's a, a great character for Superman as well. It's like the different levels of how he has to face yeah. off against his mm-hmm. villains. Because if it's a, a bank robber, you know, he can go in there and kill this guy mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. He can heat vision this guy. He's gone. But he just wants to get him, scare him, maybe – Bring him to justice. So yeah. I think that's another interesting thing that uh, that you can go into Superman's character. Yeah, I, th- I think Man of Steel should have had a little more pulling pulling the punches, though. I think if I think if that movie had a little more, yeah, um, if it was a little more restrained and it was a little more about the beginnings of of Superman mm-hmm. and like okay. the, the more of the optimism, I guess, side of it, then I think it would have. Uh, I think a lot more people would have appreciated. I appreciated what it was going for. I think but I, I, I really do feel. Oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go no, ahead. no, I was saying I appreciate what it was going for, but I think that if it was if it pulled back a little bit, it would have been. But I, I don't know, man. I really feel like I, walking out of that theater with my my friends. We all were like, that was freaking dope, right? And they were mm, like, yeah, yeah, that was dope. The music was amazing. The mm, cinematography so was crazy. That was Superman, and that was amazing. Like I, I don't know. That's that's kind of how I felt, but I kind of want to get away from that because I was rewatching a few. I've rewatched Man of Steel, rewatched a few animated movies, and just having a conversation uh, about Game of Thrones uh, last night. Oh boy! And I'm realizing, <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm realizing what what Game of Thrones eventually, because we're getting up to the series finale this Sunday, is trying to say. And, and I think of characters like Tywin, like Cersei, like Jamie, and I know this is all going over your head, aren't yeah, <laughs> You don't watch Game of Thrones. You don't watch no. Game of Thrones. No, I'm, I'm leaving. Thrones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, what this story is trying to say is is really a commentary. And I know this is I'm not breaking news by saying this, but power, right? Oh, it's yeah, the idea of, of power corrupting, and that's Superman. It's the yeah. idea of someone who's literally a god who has all the power and is not corrupted, right? And someone who can have all the power. To literally change people and to to say, I can rule over you and make this world a better place, but I won't do it even though I can. Like, that's that's a big theme in Man of Steel, and that's a big theme in All-Star Superman, which is another um, comic and animated movie, where he says, I can literally be like, make humanity better by forcing them to be better, by saying, you don't do this, you don't do that, because I'm the god. But he doesn't impose his will on humanity. He has all the power in the world. But he uses that power for good, and he uses it as a symbol, mm. not as a, an a, an imposing you know foreign threat, because that's right. what he would be. Um, and I kept running that through my head because I was like, man, that that's really what it is. It's it's the idea of power showing who you really are, and it, it when it shows who Superman really is, it's it's idealism. That's what he represents. Yeah, it's it's great. It made me think of what you were saying here. Nature versus nurture. It goes back to the mm. parents again. If, it does. If, if, uh, 
and you might know this, a great run, Squadron Supreme. Mm. Uh, have you ever, are you no. aware of this? It's it was uh, I believe it was printed under Marvel, um, but I could be wrong. The sweaties out there could probably correct me. Um, but it's essentially like here's your version of Superman. We're going to do something different. Here's a version of Batman, something different. But it was with um, I think his name was Hyperion. Is that you have the regular opening of Superman, the mythology that is, a, a ship carrying a little small child from another world, crash lands in the backyard of this really nice couple. They go, oh my God, we're gonna keep them. And then there's a knock at the door and the government is right there because of course the government's right there. They're monitoring everything that lands on earth. And wow. they go, we're taking that kid. And then they study the kid and they make him into a government weapon. So instead of him being raised by Ma and Pa Kent, he's raised by a government prodded experimented and he is a loose cannon he's not he knows he's under the thumb of the government but soon like throughout that run he wants to break free of that and then you got an all-powerful being that was trained by a government that wants to push against being controlled is a dangerous character so if you think about superman if he went anywhere else and it wasn't his parents yeah is it nature is it nurture what is it and it's yeah. I, I feel it was nurture and yes. that's why superman is is as good as he is that's, yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. And, and obviously I can get into Smallville, which literally yeah, right. has seasons about that, oh, about yeah, the yeah. concept of, of, you know, what if Superman's parents weren't, you know, Jonathan and Martha Kent right. were someone else. But um, I, th I think, you know, I, you know, I hate to keep bringing up Marvel in this discussion, but I mm -hmm. think Marvel kind of shows that dichotomy between having a Captain America and having a Winter Soldier, having mm -hmm. the Captain America, you know, Steve Rogers, who had uh, who had the, the right past, who didn't, who wasn't corrupted during his like slumber in the ice, but then he right. comes back and he's like morally complicated by like today's issues. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, he's kind of a man of, of, of his own time, a man of his past, so he's kind of alienated in and of himself. Whereas, you know, Bucky literally becomes a government experiment and um, he comes out like ma and he's massively evil, and he yep. just you know, and it's, it's his journey of like trying to trying to bring that back. So I feel like Marvel kind of plays in a lot of the realms that super that Superman, uh, you know, that Superman typically represents. I mean, I'm sure it's kind of parallels in the comic books as well, but yeah. you know, it, at least in the movies, they, they kind of show you how I think a modern Superman could kind of work yeah. in today's time. Um, let's let's jump right into it. It's crazy because we we're seeing now Avengers Endgame probably reaching to be the biggest movie ever. Mm -hmm. um, it's yeah. creeping up on Avatar, um, which would be $2.8 billion. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm upset. I like Avatar. Uh, I, I like it being the top film first. But, but, <laughs> but here's, the, here's, here's the thing. It's crazy to think that the superhero movie genre, which people, some people, dumb people say, is dead. No, it's not, considering it's going to hit $3 billion. <laughs> yeah. But it all started back in 1978 with Richard Donner and an actor named Christopher Reeve with this movie called Superman. And this is the essentially, I mean, we always say X-Men, Spider-Man, uh, Blade. Some people say Blade, but this is the one, or 89 Batman. But this is the first superhero movie. This yeah. is the one that started it all. And people loved this movie. Mm. What is it about this movie? I'll, I'll start with you, RB3. Um, that resonated so much with the current audience and with, you know, throughout time because it really is a beloved movie still. Um, the 1980, I'm sorry, the 1978 um, Superman, I think the reason why it resonated so well is because for a long time Superman had just been considered like kids, you know, kids property, kids fiction. Um, it mostly existed in serials and animated shows. I don't know if you've ever seen the 1940s uh, Fletcher um, Superman cartoons, like they're like, yeah. oh, like, yes, there's only like 14 episodes of them in, in total, but they're all on, on the public domain, so we can't right. include clips <laughs> in this episode. Uh, but they're, it's, they're actually really like visually beautiful, but they're very kid oriented, you know. Sure, they're cartoons, and you know, he only existed on TV, so this is the first time that not only Superman was represented seriously, but superhero, a superhero in general, a comic book character in general was kind of represented seriously on screen, yeah. Um, so they took it seriously. They had um, Mario uh, Poza, who was uh, one of the writers of the of the Godfather. Oh yeah, the, the, the original, original writer of the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you had Marlon Brando playing the part of of uh, Jarrell. Um, so it was a bit. You know, they they took the the property really seriously. Obviously, Richard Donner um, was a pretty big name at that at that point too. Mm -hmm. um, so 
Um, they took it with a lot of respect, and I think that's important because it really defined what superhero movies would become um, to that point after. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really, you know, now, you know, you saw Tim Burton take it seriously with Batman. Afterwards, you saw, um, of course, Nolan take it very, very seriously with The Dark Knight. And now Kevin Feige and the Marvel Cinematic Universe taking their movie seriously. So right. it kind of just set the standard and defined what yeah, it would become. It really did. And I think it, it, it they also promised of a movie-going experience just from the tagline, you mm-hmm. will believe a man can fly. And I think that shows that, that, that it's like you're going to sit down and have a blockbuster here. You're going to sit down right. and, and believe this man can fly, and we're going sh- to entertain the hell out of you. In a time that we have the Star Wars, uh, Star Wars is already there. Yeah, uh, Jaws is already there. Yeah, close, en- close encounters of the third kind, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, these the, the, the birth of the blockbuster, it's wedged right in there. And so I think um, they knew what they were doing with that by making that tagline. A man can fly is is I think some brilliant marketing leading up to the release. Right. Yeah, and it and it's crazy because I, I was rewatching a little bit of it, and and it it feels ahead of its time. Not not just mm-hmm. it, not just with you know the themes, but with the special effects, they're pretty good for. Oh yeah, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. like when he flies, I'm like, yo, that looks good. That looks really good. Right. Um, but I I really want to get to the heart of this movie, and the heart of this movie to me is Christopher Reeve embodying the character of Superman and and really showing you this this really down heart, you know, kind-hearted dude, guy. He's a really nice guy and you buy it. And, and you buy that because of Christopher Reeve. His performance essentially oh, is yeah. why you mm-hmm. you buy that. What, what do you think of how he kind of set the standard for in my this is my opinion and I'm sure I don't know if you guys would agree or not, but from that up to that point, everything we've had from Superman, a little bit of the animated series, a little bit from uh, the animated show as well with mm-hmm. George Reeve, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is what people, when you have Superman the animated series, when you have Justice League, when you have Justice League Unlimited, Smallville, it's all these, you know, property that's coming off Superman, that's the Superman they're trying to be. They're trying to be Christopher Reeve. That's yeah. that's that to me is so powerful. He's the gold standard that everybody kind of yeah. holds up there. You know, when you when you hear the casting of a new Superman, you immediately compare him to Christopher Reeve. And I think that again, going to that, you will believe a man can fly. Donner knew what he was doing from day one. They wanted to put Robert Redford in that suit, and and Donner said. No. Yeah. They're going to all look and say, look at Robert Redford in tights. Yeah. They needed an unknown mm-hmm. to come in so you could believe. So you ne- you didn't have any preconceived notions on who this actor is or what movie they made before this. It was something that that's Superman. And you look at the screen test. He like he, he was skinny and he was sweating under the armpits, you know, because he was so nervous. But then he just turned on. Juilliard trained, you know, uh, Robin Williams roommate, Christopher Reeve comes yeah. in. And everybody believed it, and and it, it it's just magic. It's yeah. it, it it really was that he he's now iconic, and we will always know, and he's the best. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I love about the fact that these filmmakers knew at the time, the Salkins wanted a name because they needed to sell this thing. Yeah, and they got their names in Marlon Brando and Gene Hackman to put Gene them Hackman. around him. But yeah. Donner was correct. He needed to make the audience not or. Uh, I should say, believe that this guy is Superman. And the only way to do that is not put Syl- Sylvester Stallone in there like they talked about. Not put Dustin Hoffman in there like yeah, they talked that about. Been, been weird. Dustin Hoffman? Stallone, I believe, was one of them. Dustin Hoffman, Robert Dustin Redford. Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman wouldn't be crying the entire time. Oh, I can't I'm even. Superman. I can't even. He's like, well, you know, yeah. I'm here to save the day. Yeah. Not just I couldn't that, do it. And he's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm Superman. You yeah. know, it's Sylvester uh, Stallone. Uh, <laughs> yo, I'm going to go over here and save Lois. <laughs> that would be fantastic. That would have been weird. That was yeah, so weird. Oh. But, but, but uh, I kind of want to go back to uh, your connection to this movie. Is is this what made you a Superman fan, or were you a fan of something else beforehand? No, yeah, it's it's the movie. I mean, yeah. I know that there are comics. I got in comics a lot later in my yeah. life. It was Superman was just, when I saw him on screen, I mean, I just went, this is it. Yeah. And this, this is one of those movies, along with Star Wars, along with Jaws. That's it. That I when you watch as a kid. Yeah, that yeah. I would just put in endlessly. And, like, I remember vividly going with my dad to the mom and pa shop, uh, VHS store down the street, where I would see the the 
the the VHS covers, and it's like, do I want to watch Superman today or do I want Superman two today? Because those were my favorite. They kind of went mm-hmm. hand in hand because Donner even started filming back to back, but then was fired after part one, and Richard Lester came in, and 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 that's a whole nother podcast. But yeah. um, that was the movie that got me into the character of Superman that I just identified with him because mm-hmm. there was something I immediately placed myself in the shoes of Superman because you want to fly, you want X ray vision, you want mm-hmm. heat vision. And all the and be the strongest man in the in the universe. So it wasn't that I identified with him, but as a child, I wanted to be him. Mm. And so as you get older, you start to see what he's going through through those eyes, and you, and you're hearing the teachings of Jarrell saying you can teach them to be better, uh, Kal El. Mm-hmm. You can be the one that they'll look in, and you can guide them to the light so that they can be better people. Don't interfere, but just be the example. And, and you will make this world a better place. And that's why I think I identified with Superman. It's like why I have a Superman tattoo, why I named my dog Cal, is because I always want to be a better man mm. because Superman was. Because he yeah. had all that power and he wasn't corrupted. Right. And he could still be super but still be a good guy and go get that cat out of the tree. And I think that's something to, to, to believe in. That's so good. Yeah. And it's one of those things, too, where a lot of it is the connection you have as a young kid, as a child. Yeah. That, like you just said about Star Wars. That's me with Star Wars, man. Like, yeah. like why? Watching Star Wars when I was a young guy, like young kid, like that connected me to a point where now, like everything you just said, like I want to name my kid Star Wars things. I want to get a Star Wars tattoo. Like I'm not even joking because that's what it represents to me. It represents an ideal that I can, you know, hopefully reach up to or at least attempt to reach to. Exactly. Um, And I think that's the best part of Superman. I, I, I personally believe that. You know, and, and I'm going to get into that. And I know you want to mention that you wanted to get into it. But a lot of people were talking about, like, a Superman movie now, right? In, in 2019, 2020, whatever year it is, is is so important because of what he represents, especially RB3 in this political atmosphere mm-hmm. where, where a lot of people talk about what Superman represents and what he is. But what he is is, is really an immigrant. He really is. He oh, yeah. represents that immigrant story. And I know the creators of Superman, uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, um, you know, had, you know, a lot of struggles with their life and a lot of it was, you know, feeling rejected. Yeah. Um, but having that, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really interesting aspect, right? Because he, he was raised, obviously, in America and he was raised in Kansas and he was raised with that uh, American values, you know, American mm-hmm. idealism and those, right. those aspects of America. But at the same time, he is truly from Krypton. He, he is from both worlds, and he's both yeah. one and the same. It's one of those things where uh, someone who is first generation, I'm, I'm first generation, where my parents weren't born in this country, but right. I was, I have that same connection where yeah. um, I, I connect to it because I feel like I am both you know Latino-American and Latino, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I am equally American. You know, mm. and, and I feel like having that two connection and obviously having the Mexico and Colombian side and being both, where people are like, well, what are you? And I'm like, I'm both. I'm Latino. I'm American. These, uh, these are two things that I don't have to separate. Right. I can be both. And that's what, what he represents and, and the fact that he wants to jump in regardless of the fact that people reject him. I personally believe is a very powerful message that people need to hear right now. I don't know if you right. agree. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. I love yeah. that because I think that that's, that is the character of Superman and I think it's something that that, that is beautiful because Superman then he's so – they call him – he's American. Yeah. At the end yeah. of Man of Steel, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm as American as they come. I was growing up. I'm a Kansas boy. Yeah. So yeah. that's known, good. He, that's good. He's yeah. known as that. But when you flip the coin, you know that he is an immigrant. Yeah. He is from another world. Yeah. And it's like, why can't he come in here, do good, and adopt both and know where he came from, but also say, I'm American. I'm here. It's, I want to be a part of it. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. It is the American dream. Right. And that's what Superman does in the guise of a superhero story is that as an immigrant story to come and be a part of Americana and change it for the better. Mm. And that's why I love it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's one of those things like looking back at at the comics of All-Star Superman especially where he talks about like even what I wear, like that suit is is a Krypton suit. Like I know a mm-hmm. lot of people are like, no, it's the it's a Kryptonian suit. That's what it, it is. is. So he's wearing his traditional Kryptonian suit. He's wearing the symbol of Krypton for, of his house. So everything he wears and what he represents and where he hangs out, like the Fortress of Solitude, Krypton, Krypton. like he's still keeping those things. So he realizes like, 
I, I was in, I don't know, Krypton. I, I didn't hang out there, but I'm still Kryptonian. And I'm still going to have that stuff within me while at the same time, you know, being American. I, I love that connection, that bridge that he has. Yeah, well, I mean, look at the dual identity. If you mm. look at Superman, Kal-El, in the Superman, the Kryptonian suit, the Fortress of Solitude, that's him holding on to Krypton. When he's Clark Kent, that's Clark Kent from Kansas. Yeah. yeah. That's him... Well, that's the, wanting that's to be down on the yeah, yeah that's that. his disguise not only his disguise but superman let's be honest superman he doesn't need a disguise yeah mm. he could throw those glasses away and just be superman mm. and just fly around and and you know and go hey i need some food today no problem superman here you go you know i his secret identity sure is to protect the identity of kal-el but I think he wants that identity to, to be a part, to be down on the ground level. And, and even in Man of Steel, it's like get a job where he's he understands he's he got his ear to the ground so he can help. And that's what I think he why he creates the super uh, the secret identity. Well, yeah. I think I think I think this raises a lot of like interesting points. I think especially about the development of the first Superman movie. Right. You think mm-hmm. about I'm um, the writer. I, I mentioned again, Mar- Mario uh, Puzza, who mm-hmm. did The Godfather. The Godfather is very much an immigrant story. The Godfather yes. is very much a movie about um, Italian immigrants who come to America and experience the American dream and kind of uphold that. And while maintaining their own traditions and, and habit inhabit a lot of that so that screen transition I think that's why somebody like that would attach themselves to uh, the, that, that kind of material and they, sure. they treat it with a very defined Americana thing um, so I think that that perspective of identity is very important like you said and, and Superman and his representation as being an immigrant and I also think you know um, you know, I kind of reference you know how you, you mentioned how Clark Kent you know he's he, he puts on the, the glasses and everything I think back to that Tarantino monologue and um and Kill Bill Volume Two, mm. where they're talking about how you know he you know the disguise is the Clark Kent while, while him being himself is Superman. He he's not only while most superheroes have to put on the disguise to become the hero, he's already the, the hero within. Mm-hmm. So it's uh so it's very much I think he's also very much representative of what a lot of people have to go through as immigrants. Like they kind of have to hide themselves mm-hmm. in order to assimilate and, and assimilate Interesting. within American culture. Yeah. What, what, what did you want to say? Because you told me beforehand about the political aspects of Superman. Let's just jump into that. Oh, I just, I mean, I kind of mentioned it before. Like, I think, you know, part of the reason why Superman is difficult is because he has to represent the current political state of oh, that time. Interesting. You know? mm. And um, and 1978, it was a very, you know, it was a very, it was much more optimistic, a lot more, United kind of perspective in politics during that time period, you sure. know, it wasn't as much. I mean, I'm sure there was conflicts and everything as there always is in American history, but this was a, a lot more of a not not as grim of a time as it is now to to say per se. Sure. So I think it makes a lot of sense that our new Superman is so divisive amongst like film fans because <laughs> naturally our politics is so <laughs> divisive now. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's a great point, RB3, because it. it you think about it, 1978, when they're developing this thing. I mean, we're at the the, the end of the Vietnam War. And, yeah, and, and we got Reagan. I mean, we got Nixon out of out of office. Nixon out Carter of office. President. And the, and American culture is writing itself, getting away from war, and and, and like yeah. you know, starting to shake it all off and get back to a normal where we're getting the the troops back home, and and they're wondering how they're going to fit back in society. And I think a lot of people wanted to just smile and mm. and, and and believe a man can fly. Yeah. yeah, and so I think that's why Superman was just, "How you doing? I'm good," you know. And and to then your point, why Henry Cavill's Superman was so divisive because we're yeah. in this gray area, not only in politics, but like, yeah. you know, it, it could be. It feels like every day sometimes that a, a match can spark something that's going to be really awful. Yeah, and it, whether it's politics or wars or like dealing with, I mean, we have threats of. You know, Kim, Kim Jong-un and, ta- you know, yeah. launching missiles and whatnot. And here's Superman in the middle of all that. What? Do, how do you yeah. fit him into this world? And it's mm-hmm. and it's I, I, I really do feel like Superman is one of those characters that let, let's break it down. Like in reality, the, the, the origin of Superman, he, he grew up on a farm in yeah. Kansas. Yeah. You know, middle America farming like really like th- this is some like you know for, for if you're not a fan of the podcast this is some real white people shit like this is like like <laughs> oh he, it's totally is, white people shit yeah. but this is how he grew up like you know yeah. very traditional values very mm-hmm. traditional morals very conservative values for for jonathan and martha kent um but at the same time he's the kind of guy loving values though. loving values Damn. that's yeah. that's the word rb3 loving like it, there's so many scenes and 
you know, everyone goes back to that all-star Superman scene where, where that young, you know, goth-looking girl is going to commit suicide. Mm. And, he's, and he goes away from Lois, and, and he get, when he gets the call, he's like, oh, this is really important, Lois. I have to leave you. And he has a really intimate moment with Lois, but he leaves her at that moment. And when it cuts to the next page in the comic, because I was reading it earlier, mm. it's it's him on top of a building with that girl. And that's Superman. Superman's the kind yeah. of person who won't judge you by how you look, won't judge you by your decisions, loves you no matter what, regardless of your race, gender, you know, identity, however it is, he is the guy who will say, I have compassion for you. I love you, and 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 I'm gonna accept you. And he hugs that girl. That's such a powerful moment because that's Superman. His greatest power is his kindness. Yeah, it's his compassion. It's his belief in people. It's his love. RB3. He loves everyone, mm-hmm. and he wants peace. I, I was thinking about it today too. Like, what better superhero to have nowadays in real life? Right. I know this is fiction. Than Superman. Mm-hmm. Wh- who, who better to be an example? You can make an argument for Captain America as well, because I do feel like he has a little bit of those values as well. But but Superman would be the perfect bridge between this conversation that we had last week, RB3. We had a 20, 30-minute conversation about politics off camera. Oh, yeah. But, but w- when we concluded the conversation, we agreed that a lot of this is inbreded in, in this weird racial identity. And in reality... If if people you know kind of took off their glasses and, and and took a step outside themselves, they would realize like, oh no, the same struggles that white people have are the same struggles that black people have. If we just yeah. realize like, oh, you don't have to be so mad at each other. Yeah. That's what Superman represents. Yeah, we're all in the dirt together. Yeah, you know, ultimately. And the, who better than yeah. Superman, who grew up on a farm, to be like, come on, guys, like let's get our shit together yeah. <laughs> America yeah. I'm American and I represent that yeah. so I don't know I, I just want on a spiel I for love that. that no I love that but uh, let's move on to Superman 2 which is, yeah. is different than Superman um, by far because it, it brings in that Kryptonian element it brings in yeah. the idea of Superman being everything that we just said and, and coming from Krypton but him seeing the other side of Krypton and, mm-hmm. be, and being like disappointed that I finally have someone who's from the same place I'm from and this guy's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's odd. But uh, tell me about your connection with Superman 2, which is a great sequel. It is a great sequel. And I think it's just continued. I mean, I think Superman 2 came out, what, 1981? I think it's 80 or, 80, or 81. Yeah, it might be 80. I think it's 80. Is it 80? Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's very close yeah. to coming out um, 1980. Okay. Yeah. So okay, very close two years later. Um, so I'm still of that age. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just it, – it's a great sequel in that um, – you know, you, you brought up the point, here's my people, but Superman has to go, who are they? Oh, they're, oh boy, they're the criminal element of, of Krypton, and now they're here. Yeah. Okay, so they're super powered like me, so it's a great sequel in that it ups the ante for effects. Now we're going to see three versus one Superman and, and woman um, taking on and fighting and scrapping it in Metropolis, but then I love that it goes... The heart of that movie for me is him revealing his identity to Lois now. Yeah. Um, and and what is that going to do? And love and him falling in love with Lois and willing to give up that power to be with her. And I think that's the heart of the movie with these big supervillains around. So there, there was another – it just – for me as a kid, it just continued what I loved about the first one upped it a bit but I was falling in love with Lois at the same time because I was at that age where I'm like Lois Lane looks cute <laughs> I don't know why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling so I'm getting there yeah. and, I'm, and I'm identifying with him and the performance is great but uh, it, it's a very interesting chapter in these Superman movies because of Donner being fired by the Salkins, uh, yeah. Salkines and then having Richard Lester come in and finishing the work because then we saw what happens, and we'll get there with Superman 3 and Superman 4. But, um, yeah, yeah th- those are my memories of it. It just yeah. felt great. And I remember seeing – I was such a Superman fan that the very end of the credits, Superman will return in Superman 3. And I was yeah. like, ah, I'm losing my mind. So, That's great. How about you, RB3? 
Um, yeah, I mean, this one I've seen a lot less. I, I'm actually mainly only familiar with the Donner um, cut cut of this movie. Right. Uh, because th- that's the one they re-released in, the, like, 2006, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And I'm, uh, I'm not a fan of it. You're not a fan of it. Oh, really? I, I just think it's uh, – I, I, maybe maybe it's the nostalgia of, yeah. of why I watched it as much as I did as a kid that I just don't accept any other version and I'm looking at it through rose-colored glasses. I probably should watch it again because right. it's unfair to say I'm not a fan of it. But I just think um, – um, you know, it, it, Donner's vision was uh, he didn't complete it. And yeah. so when he went back to this, he didn't have everything he needed to complete it. Yeah. So it felt that way. Yeah. If, I mean, it, it repeated the same ending as the first one, which I yep. thought was like really ridiculous. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I but I'm, I I think I'm familiar with the original version. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but honestly, either way, I think this movie is uh, still it still continues the, the same. The same pattern that the first one um, mm-hmm. yeah. had in terms of like having a compelling, compelling enough story. I mean, you know, these movies are dated a little bit. You know, sure. I mean, the first one. I, I mean, three. Not, I mean, I'm not saying that like controversially. <laughs> I, I mean, I, guess, I think it's I fair mean, to say yeah, like yeah. The, the ending with the the first one ending with the the. the the earth spinning is a little, you know, it's yeah, a little cheesy, yeah. but sure. Um, I think it just looks cheesy too. Yeah, yeah, you know, but I mean, it's 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 fair, and I mean, the ending to this one's a little cheesy too. But overall, I mean, I I I I personally, I, I personally still dig. It. I think it, it again, like I said, it it kind of continues the the legacy of Chris of Christopher Reeve's sure. uh, interpretation of it. Um, while introducing like the the antagonist, Terrence the Stamp, yeah, General Zod, yeah. oh yeah, and uh, like you said, like it it represents who. His past represents, so it kind of it, it answers another question. I feel like the a similar comparison today would be like Spider Man Two, right? Where Spider Man uh, Two is like, mm-hmm. at least it, it makes it makes you question what your identity of the superhero is, like what right. what what what's your place? What do you have to do? That's why he confesses to Lois. What that's why he it becomes more concerned with like the safety of the people around him yeah. um, while facing this kind of level of, of threat. So. It's, right. And I think it. I think it. Uh, I think it, it does that all very well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on. Uh, three and four. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna, three, I, four. Well, I was going to ask though. I, like, yeah. As we were talking about the the Donner cut versus the original cut, do you sure. think the new the new kind of interpretation of that is the Snyder cut, right, with Justice League? Oh, oh yeah. Think, Interesting. Do you think there's a possibility that in 26 years we could get <laughs> what? the release of the Snyder cut? Oh, yeah, Justice, Justice League. League. Uh, you release the Snyder cut. Hashtag release the Snyder cut. When Snyder <laughs> said that he had one, yeah. yeah. I had changed my view because I was like, they don't have a Snyder cut. He was yeah. fired. He's yeah. out of there. And then when he said it, I'm like, oh. And then I, I should have been thinking about the Donner cut. I yeah. hope they do because Justice League was ooh, 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 hot yeah. garbage. I, I have – I don't know if Riley has heard it. I guess I'll say it now since we're probably not going to talk about Justice League. I have hot, hot – thoughts about it. I, I really yeah. do feel like the biggest tragedy in Hollywood history yes. <laughs> is Justice League. Like I really do, like in both, not just in the sense of a movie, but in the sense of like the way they Behind used the a story. personal tragedy to like be like, well, he has his done, we fired him. Like I was like, oh, that's so messed up. Like they, th- yeah, they, this is a personal moment for him and they got rid of him and kind of used that as an excuse. To, like to me, that was so dirty. Yeah. And, and the fact that they made the the fans believe that it was Zack Snyder's movie, but it never really was. Like that to me was the dirtiest move because people were like, well, who cares? He got fired. Yeah. To me, it was like, yes, but you never clarified what we were going to get. When I went to see this movie, I thought it was going to be a follow-up, but what I got was a Joss Whedon rehash. He just literally just went like this to the script, reshot the movie, and that's what it was. It was a Joss Whedon imitation. Of the Avengers. Of, 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 yeah, of the Avengers. (laughs) And it was terrible. And it was... Clearly, something that you know, I, I was. I immediately turned to my friend. I was like, "That's the worst movie I've seen all year." Yeah. Um, but because of the way they they push Zack Snyder aside so much and kind of use that you know personal tragedy in his life, to me, I was like, "Man, that's dirty. It's yeah. so dirty." I, I don't, agree. Now, I it's, just hate it. It's it's everybody lost, and I, yeah. I don't even blame Joss Whedon because I think his hands were tied. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think they were just like, do Avengers, and he's like, what, what do you mean? Just do Avengers. It reeks of studio interference. Yeah. Yeah. It reeks of it because not just that, but the fact that it's like one fifty eight, that because they needed to be under two hours, right? Like, 
That and then oh, the fact yeah, that they, they they pushed the release date even though yep. the CGI was unfinished because they wanted the bonus <laughs> like all these stories I'm telling you every three I'm gonna make this documentary yeah, yeah. Make the documentary I, I, yeah. I would I love to, to help because <laughs> it was I don't know how in your right mind you start that movie with a shot of Henry Cavill with a CGI <laughs> oh, mustache oh no because you're, yeah, you're telling first me thing. the yeah. first yeah. thing you see is cell phone footage yeah. of Henry Cavill and not only that uh, like all of a sudden it, it this is before he dies in yeah. Batman v Superman, yeah. and you're telling me he went out there and got a different suit because it's bright as hell, yeah. completely different from what we saw in, in Zack Snyder's version, and then with the mustache, ugh, it's awful. But yeah, I don't it's, think I, I, I Zack Snyder. I wish he would have completed his 100%. vision yeah. because it, it, I think it would have been it ten did, times better. It had vision, RB3. That's yes. what we agreed yeah, on. That Batman vs Superman has its up and downs, but it has vision. At that's least he was taking some big swings. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what it had. But yeah. Either way, uh, we I don't know RB3 to answer your question, but three and four. Three and four. <laughs> <laughs> We're putting him as one movie. All right, yeah. three um, and four. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Man of Steel. Now I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I don't have a lot of thoughts on these. No, oh, I can t- um, I can tell you anything you need to know, and that's you don't need to see these movies. Uh, they are not very good. If yeah, you want to really understand how screwed, talk about Snyder getting mm-hmm. ousted on uh, during that's Justice right. League. That's what this happened with this. Donner right? got ousted for going into part two. Richard Lester comes in. Yeah. He does his. He he, he finishes it, but he yeah. had a lot of footage already from Donner, so we already mm-hmm. had the bones of the story and everything. Yeah. But if you want to see what Richard Lester would have done with Superman, watch part three. Yeah, Superman yikes. three, yeah. And that, again, talking about reeking of studio kind of interference, God love Richard Pryor, but why are you putting him in a superhero, uh, yeah. Superman movie? Yeah. Which I love him. I think yeah. he's fantastic. I love Richard Pryor, yeah. But it just, it just felt so different. Yeah. The only part that I truly love about the character of Superman in Superman 3 is the fact he got that weird kryptonite and he goes bad. And yeah. so then he has that argument with himself, that yeah. fight in the junkyard yeah. where he takes out the bad version of himself yeah. in this really weird, how are you fighting him fight and mm. almost killing Superman and then he disappears. So it's a little bit all over the place. We don't have Gene Hackman. <laughs> yeah. We have a, a we have the, you know, the dollar store version of Gene Hackman and the yeah. same kind of character. Yeah. I'm this businessman that has this great idea to build a big weapon. And then he, then he has a blonde somebody that's his mm. girlfriend that skis on top of a build. It's weird. Mm. Yeah. It is weird. It's it's ugh. Yeah. yeah. It's, Moving it's, on. It's okay. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah. I, mean, I think the Richard Pryor thing is is, is fascinating because that was yeah. when he was at the height of his that's right popularity. But yeah. he was also so I get it why yeah. he's in there. But uh, it's just it makes no sense for like the context of that movie. Yeah. yeah. You just uh, you just said like taking it seriously. This is yeah. the opposite of now, that. No, they they didn't take it seriously. Yeah. And that the other Superman drinking in the bar that, that was no, crazy. Yeah. That's always the craziest that, that um, became a meme. So. Before we move on to. Um, Superman Returns 2006. Mm. Uh, I kind of want to do a quick little TV uh, TV talk. um, Because... Obviously, Lois and Clark. I'll briefly talk about my oh, connection. I to watched that. a couple episodes. I was going to say, as, yeah, a, as, I used a to kid, watch it. as a kid, I really, and this is me in 1993, I think was the first episode. But but this is when my connection to Superman was coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, it came from my brother, to be full, because he's the biggest super. Like, I literally have, like, the Superman thing on my uh, keychain. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm the Batman guy, because I was the Batman guy as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my connection to my brother. But we both love Superman. But he, you know, introduced Lewis and Clark to me. But the real thing that came out of TV to me was 1996 was the premiere of the Superman animated series. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was fantastic. I, I, I talked a lot about how it really does reminisce a lot about the Christopher Reeve Superman. And it brings him in the animated form. And it's great. And it's a great follow-up to the Batman animated series because it takes place in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has that same kind of grittiness mm-hmm. that the Batman, not quite as much because it's Superman, but it, it's a great animated show. But what followed it is one of the greatest animated shows ever, RB3. And, I, and I'm telling you because I've showed you a little bit of it, and that's Justice League. And Justice oh, yeah. League Unlimited yeah. is beautiful, beautiful writing yeah. for characters like Lex, for characters like Superman. And it really takes the journey of Superman through that political atmosphere, mm-hmm. especially with the Cadmus stuff, there's an episode called Patriot Act, which basically uh, has this connection of, you know, monitoring Superman and basically yeah. controlling his actions, which yeah. is very similar to Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has that idea of who Superman is and what he represents, and it and it it it, ta- it tackles that subject so well, because I've full disclosure talked about my 
distaste, not distaste, but I don't really care for the Dark Knight Returns and the Dark Knight series yeah. uh, for Frank Miller. The, the, yeah, well, that's the Superman. Because that's of about the, the treatment of Superman. Yeah. I, I personally was like, Frank Miller was trying to make a statement like, oh, yeah, he's the Boy Scout, he's uh, he's a Ronald Reagan fan. And I was like, that's not well, Superman. No, yeah. I, I, think, I, think, I think what a lot of people don't understand is that Frank Miller was a hardcore yeah, uh, I know. conservative. Yeah, so like, yeah. he took the perspective of Superman and kind of made that. Yeah, but that's he made why. a government shill. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. like, he was, yeah, yeah, Superman yeah. was controlled by the government and by I, the yeah. time he got to Batman. <laughs> yeah. Because in the animated series, he talks about specifically, you know, his connection towards the government and being like, no, I, I, I want you to understand what I'm trying to do. Mm. But the journey of Superman in Justice League and the finale is incredible too when he when he battles uh, Darkseid, yeah. um, was a great villain. And it, and then the finale even more with Lex saving the world because, spoiler, Lex saves the world mm. um, because of his inspiration of Superman and, mm. and it comes full circle mm. that he is the one to save the world using his intellect to defeat Darkseid. Right. Um, but that's kind of my spiel on that. I want to quickly talk about Smallville, something you guys have not seen either I can tell <laughs> I used to watch a couple episodes uh, I, I never really so got good. full uh, yeah it's and, so good but I saw it, it was yeah. fun I just never got into it for for whatever reason and, it, and it, it, a lot of it has to do with um, the story of we know who Superman is let's see how he got there and how right. he was raised and the lessons that he learned in high school by his parents by his friends, like this is Superman growing up, and and it, we briefly see that in Man of Steel mm -hmm. when it cuts back to like Superman gets beat up and yeah. Superman, yeah. you know, um, has that you know he saves the bus like that's basically Smallville, and, yeah. and I can tell that Zack Snyder saw some of Smallville because yeah. he does pay credit to that, and he actually has some Smallville actors in the movie as that's well. That's right. Yeah. Um. So I just love that show, and I think a lot of people should check it out if you're a fan of Superman. Oh, there it is. But 2006, um, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, uh, gave us uh, Brian Singer, who... Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that. Let's not talk about yeah. that, because our, I had a full hour episode <laughs> of me just r ranting about this guy should be in jail yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It should be like put on the freaking well, that, was a, that was an M. Night Shyamalan episode. Remember that? Yeah, when I just was, was like, ranting, dude. Just randomly, I hope M. Night didn't listen to that. I still feel like he should be in jail. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's move on to... I, I, I feel like this movie hit the mark mainly because... It, it, it It's a sequel to the Reeve, uh, Christopher yeah. Reeve. Yeah. And I think that's why I was like, what is going on? Like, I remember me watching this in theaters and thinking... What is going on? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I don't have a connection to any of this stuff, but but it has some good moments. It it, it does, and 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 I still like uh, Br uh what's his name? Brand Brandon Ralph. Brandon I still Ralph, I, think, yeah. I think he's great. He he was great. Yeah. yeah. I I thought he he did an admirable job. I think um, of imitating Christopher Reeve because that's what it was. It was an imitation. It felt like an yeah. imitation, and then there was part of me though with Brandon Ralph that it's like, why am I watching Superboy? Like he didn't mm. look like a man. Like a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's. Again, it's because of my love of Christopher Reeve, you know, yeah. and I, I, I just think that that it's a little too harsh for him. But I think the story, I mean, the great the the, the plane crash scene is fantastic. And, yeah, and, and, great. and tense and everything. But it was a little weird. I, it was, I, you know what it is for me? And I, another problematic person, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. It's Kevin Spacey as, as Lex, man. I thought that was bad. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it was well, bad. You, you think he's about it. He's playing Gene Hack. But you think, if you think about it on paper, that is a perfect cast. 100%. Choice. If they told me Frank <laughs> Underwood, yeah. Frank yeah. Underwood as Lex, yeah. yes. Yeah. Kevin Spacey as Lex, no. Even, <laughs> even like the usual suspects, which Brad That's Singer true. and you know, Kevin Spacey That's did. That's so that, true. Like, yeah. if, if, like, if, if it was that same character. If three years ago they said Kevin Spacey's Lex, you'd be like, oh, that's pretty. Because you think of Frank Underwood. Yeah. Right? You think of that very serious, like, stern, like, politician who's smarter than everyone else right that's why i always mention tywin lannister i don't know mm. if you know tywin to me is that's lex old man yeah. lex obviously yeah, that's yeah lex where he's smarter than everyone else he's cruel it's but he's great still, i never put that together i yeah. love that because Ty, tywin to me is the guy who's like one step ahead of everyone else and looks down on you because you're not smart enough like he's right. always like mm, you're dumb mm, yeah you're dumb i already figured this out but at this, he's he's evil, but he's not full. He still thinks about his family, and he's still like he has that morally gray of Lex Luthor, and I yeah. and I love Lex. I can make a whole episode on him. Sure. But, yeah. But I don't know. What do you think about this movie? Looking back at it, two thousand six. Well, I mean, like you said, they very much emulated the the nostalgia of mm. the first one. Um, I watched a little bit of the behind the scenes. I actually watched the whole behind the scenes documentary that uh, Robert Meyer Burnett actually was. Uh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, that's right. He actually filmed and edited the entire that's right. thing. You see him in the reflections of some of the mirrors. 
I'm doing it. Uh, but it's funny, yeah. They so a lot. It's kind of interesting. They actually um, filmed this thing entirely digital. So it was mm. like they they filmed it digitally, but using like film like sensors or whatever. So they wanted to achieve like the old like kind of film like mm-hmm. texture look but using like digital cameras and yeah. this is like very early on in the digital kind of like move movement and waves so that's why the movie kind of has a, a look to it I don't personally th- think it looks very good no <laughs> yeah it, it's very like se- like sepia kind of colored and yeah. very like monotonic so that's the, the the creativity the the idea they had was interesting but I don't think it like yeah. it was fully executed, all that great. Yeah, uh, and I think the the lack of action is something that a lot of people complain about. I kind of agree. I think. Yeah, yeah to me, a, it's just Lex. Yeah, um, and and I feel like they repeated a lot of kind of character beats from the, the Donners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like Lex Luthor is again looking for real estate. Yeah, you know, he wants. You know, he wants in seventy eight Donner. He wants to blow up the coast, and then what he bought in the middle that's beachfront property. Now he wants. Kryptonian real estate built yeah. this yeah, it weird made no thing. Sense. Yeah. It was very muddled, and then I didn't understand the the Lois Lane Clark Kent. How does the she sun, have a kid thing? Yeah. That was a little muddled. The bulletproof and, condom that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So how does that work? Yeah, so and then Superman's kind of a stalker. You know, yeah. he's kind of like <laughs> hanging outside the window. And I know he loves Lois, and but he's looking in. He's using his powers to yeah. look in and yeah. something snapshot. that he wouldn't do. I don't think Superman no, would have done that. I don't yeah. think so. So I, I had a, a yeah. lot of problems with that movie. Well, what's good is that we got um, – what year did this come? 2012. 2000. That trailer is still one of the greatest trailers ever. Oh, ever for Man of Steel. For Man of Steel. Yeah. Um, I remember before The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. And yeah. I remember watching that trailer and thinking, oh, my God. Yeah. This is what I've been looking for my entire life. Same. But I really – I I li- I really like I it, I love this movie I love Man of Steel and I and I Me think too. that that a lot of people unfairly judge it, um, late, you know I really feel like the people who judge this movie and are like oh this movie's not good, l- like this movie when they first saw it and then heard the the feedback. Well, see, what I, I really really feel well, that. So I'm not gonna lie like that that's my journey with the with, okay with, like I watched it and I walked out and I was like oh that was really cool but yeah. like as an action fan I'm like oh that's really cool and then. But it was actually this is this is the movie that actually kind of got me really into like Collider, and at the time it was AMC mm-hmm. because it was literally the movie that I was like, I just don't really know how to feel about this. Like after I walked yeah, out, yeah, you know, like, really, I was impressed by the action, but I was like, is this like really a good movie, or am I just stupid? Or so I like <laughs> so I started watching like AMC movies. So I started watching Screen I'll Junkies, like all of that stuff. That was literally like the jump point for me. Like I remember getting, when they were talking about it. Too, yeah, I was yeah. watching as well when I was back Sh- home Sh- in Phoenix. Schmoes, I watched. I was already like listening to Schmoes. But that's when I started like becoming more regular. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like stuff like that. So it was it's actually kind of funny that 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 movie kind of inspired that. I mean, so it was a period where I really really liked it. Like immediately after I saw it, and then I kind of started not liking it just because I felt like you had to I, not like it. Yeah, I just had to. Well, not not had to not like it, but it also made sense why it was a bad movie too. Like sure. the arguments that people present for not liking it are a lot of times are very valid. They're pretty you know, valid. Like, yeah. The you know the the Superman the, doesn't the, kill. Yeah. The, well, just I mean, well, even uh, some people criticize like how nihilistic it is. You know, like mm. how mm. how like morbid. You know, f- some people say it's dark for no reason. Mm. Um, you know, a, a lot of those criticisms at the time kind of resonated with me. But now looking at where the DC EU is now, or I don't know exactly what to call it in the DC universe. Yeah, but, I don't know. Um, DC movies. But seeing where DC movies are now, I actually have a lot more appreciation and respect for what that was doing because again, like I appreciate, I like vision. You know, I like. Yeah. That Zack Snyder had a very hardcore like vision, specific and version, exactly what he you know he Especially was going when for. when we see Krypton, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. he's going for Krypton was very much. I mean, I I personally love James Cameron's Avatar movie too. Oh yeah, I yeah, I know a lot of people don't like it, but it's very it very it's very much reminiscent of like that That's opening right. of that the opening of that sure. movie. So, but it's interesting because I was rewatching this movie last night, and and it's the idea of. Um, so when Jor-El is talking to um, Superman in the first act, I believe, yeah. and he tells him about the story of Krypton, and he says, um, we are suffering from, uh, I forget the exact words, but predetermined births is what he said. And he said that everyone born on Krypton 
is born for a specific purpose. So yeah. essentially the theme of the movie is this idea of destiny and choosing your own path and, right. and having the freedom to That's what be whoever you want to be, essentially. Yeah. is Like, mm-hmm. like uh, I, I don't know if she says it in this movie or in Batman v Superman, um, but when she says you can be a hero or you cannot be a hero, you can be whatever you want is mm-hmm. what, what Martha says too. And I think that's BVS, but I might be wrong. I think so. But that's yeah. the theme of the movie essentially is that he can be Superman, but if he just wants to be a farmer, settle down with a wife and chill, he can do that too. And that's the idea of why he chooses to be Superman. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I adore this movie. It got, yeah. And I remember I went through similar things, but never maybe on the other side of the pendulum swing for you, RB3. Mm-hmm. But like I watched it. I loved it. I walked out of it. I watched it again. And I was like, hmm, I don't know about this. And then as I kept watching, I was like, I kind of got what the Snyder was going for. Mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, I never understood, you know, you can never have, it seems in the fandom lately, gray characters Mm, you know like meaning that it's like you know superman killed zod and i know that really bent some people out of shape you know i remember reacting in the theater and i was like oh no yeah (laughs) not my superman not my superman but that wasn't (laughs) yeah he was on the first day of the job yeah and And looking back at it it, like if that's in zach very much said that's why he doesn't kill because he killed before like exactly and that's what he he tastes blood and he's like i don't want to taste this ever again i wish that they that we got more of that in batman v superman because if it had man of steel 2 it this would have been that would have been the theme yeah and i did uh i did a a riley roundtable with jason inman where we go into that we pitch our man of steel i watched that actually and we call it man of tomorrow um because it's it's him the events of Man of Steel color who he is now. So he's yeah. never going to kill again because of his experience with Zod. He's going to make sure that he takes collateral damage out of the equation mm-hmm. and right. fly out of there because like he cares. Go. You know, and these are the things that he learned. And I think everybody unfairly piled on not just Zack Snyder, yeah. but the characters in the movie itself because they were like, well, that's not my Superman. It's like, that's not the story he was telling. Sure. And yeah. it's it's not it's no one's Superman because this is his first day. I don't think yeah. we've ever seen Superman on his first day. That's what I loved. It would look kind of like this. It him making mistakes. That's why I think he went over and I would have pulled it back a little bit, but all the buildings and everything falling yeah. down. Which was yeah. pretty amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> but that was his point is that. Two superpowered beings finally coming to blows yeah. in Metropolis. This is what it would look like. Yeah. And then what does is, what is Clark Kent do in that situation? Well, right now he's just trying to get his – this guy is powerful. Yeah. But also let me talk to him. And there is so much going on. If you peel back those layers, I mean it's the deepest Superman dive any movie has done yeah. as yeah. far as it's character. A deconstruction. It's, a deconstruction. it's a deconstruction of the superhero yeah. mythos. Yeah. And that's what I love so much yeah. that we then – Tossed away to get a shared universe, to get a Batman in there, to get a Wonder Woman in there, to get a Justice League. They were thinking with Batman v Superman, they were thinking about Justice League before they were thinking about Batman v Superman. And that was Warner Brothers. And Zack Snyder had that plan. And I wish he would have seen 100%. it to completion. And, and I think that's kind of how we can end this um, discussion because, you know, we should end it. Um, is, is that is that. Yeah, you're right, man. I really do feel like the all the ideas that came from Man of Steel were, were so interesting to me. And the idea of like how Lex would react and how he would use that as right. a smear campaign against like all that was sounded so cool. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't get that because of yeah. what I feel like the biggest downfall for me from BVS and the, the biggest reason why I don't like the movie, besides Jesse Eisenberg, which I hate, mm-hmm. um, is that idea of like we get a Superman sequel and Superman's in it for – like literally my mom says, is Superman going to talk yeah. at all? Yeah. Like that's what my mom watching the movie. Well, it, it, was, it, it made it even he, worse. He's in it for 15 minutes. It, yeah. it, it made it even worse because the times he did talk, it was just awful like performance. Like the, mm. the, the time when uh, – when Don't you talk about my Henry Cavill like that. Nah, nah, but the time <laughs> – that, that, there's that one scene where he where he meets Batman for the first time. He's like, "Hey, you're the Bat. Get out of the." You know, he, he yeah. talks. Back. I'm like, "Yo, whoa, 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 somebody can give him like a little bit of direction." <laughs> so I mean, I'm not, I'm not, so I'm personally like, I, I, I love I'm, Henry Cavill as Superman. I love, I love Henry Cavill, but I, I'm so like, I think he is Superman. I do think there are some things that Zack Snyder could have done. Like, I'm not gonna like Zack Snyder there's off a li- the hood com- completely. I agree. Yeah, I, I hiring agree Jesse yeah. Eisenberg. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's the that's biggest crazy. mistake he ever made. I think, I think, and if you read that story, I'm sorry, but. I read that story when it was coming out. He wasn't gonna be Lex, and, and, and Jesse pushed for that. Mm. Um, just so you guys know, and I was like, man, who I, was he gonna be? I, was he gonna 
be the son? I, I forget. He was going to be something else, but he really pushed like, oh, if you're going to put me in this movie, I want to have a, a main villain role. And he was like, fine, you can be, you know, you can be Lex Luthor. And he's like, yes, Lex, I'll be Lex. Well, see, that's yeah. the thing. Like, I like the idea of it being a social social media like owner kind of. So I like, do too. I, think, I, I just think hate the great. performance. Yeah, well, I, I think hate, that's. The, I think a lot it's, of the it's, ideas. And I'll say this. I've said it before, and I said it on the Wangers when we re- it's Max Landis as Lex Luthor. Yeah. Who the f wants to see that? <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. come on. Well, he was he was going for more of the Mark Zuckerberg. No, he was going. Oh, that's not true at all. <laughs> he was going for Max Landis. He was. I think he that's even the said rumor, it and he sounds it. And and it, <laughs> he's just like. Oh, oh. There, oh, here we go, guys. Again, like, I, no. I I appreciate the swing, you know. Yeah. Swing That's what I'm saying. Fences, I, I think there's a lot of great ideas, but there's great ideas. I agree. Yeah, the idea of Lex, Lex's actions in BVS mm-hmm. made total sense to me. Right, his company made total sense to me. Everything he is, every decision he makes was like, yes, that's Lex. Mm-hmm. The performance was not Lex. Right, the, yeah. him being a goofy like. You know, going, hoo, 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 hoo. Uh, I guess I made you. Like, it was just bad. It was yeah. bad, man. It was. It was. Uh, I don't well, know. I think, well, I think, I think for, for me, like Zack Snyder, there's just a couple fundamental things that I think if you would have rooted in the story a little more, it would have. For me, I think for the first man is still, there's that whole sequence where the planes are kind of just crashing into buildings and then Superman's on the other side of the world, like finding the, the tentacle arms oh, thing. Yeah. Right, right. I, I think it just, if, if it just would have been a little more efficient sure. if Superman, instead of fighting tentacles there, who would have fought tentacles like at the spot he was supposed to be at while okay. saving some planes? You know, like I, right. I think it just would have been a little easier. To, but he makes it back in like two seconds. I know, but then the, plane, <laughs> but the, the planes already crashed at that yeah, point, yeah, yeah. so it's like it's already. But uh, I think if you saw a little more of Superman saving people, I think that would have been sure. that would have been great. I but, agree yeah. with that. Um, I agree. But I, I definitely, I think, I think definitely between Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman, though, there's there's so many themes and so much, so much, so much, uh, so much is trying to say. Um, that I think you know we can't undervalue because I yeah. think a lot of the superhero movies today, frankly, they don't say a lot. I think a lot yeah. of them do. I think a lot of uh, Marvel movies recently have incorporated like bigger themes and messages. Sure. But I think I think I think to me there's a severe lack of that yeah. overall. And, in, and, in, and that's what he has. Too. Zack Snyder has vision. That's what he and, and he has talent. He really does. Yeah. Um, uh, Riley, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, my pleasure. Um, my uh, pleasure. Where can the good people find you? Oh, you can find me at Riley Round on Twitter. Uh, the Riley Roundtable drops every Thursday on Collider Conversations podcast Ooh. feed. Rule of Two goes live now on, uh, well, live. We're, we're playing with the format, but Mondays, awesome. Monday evening, Rule of Two with uh, Mark Fernandez. We do deep dive Star Wars talk, and that's on Collider Video and Jedi Council Podcast One Feet. Awesome, man. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming in, man. I really this do. This was great. I Thanks, love this guys. character, and, and I guess my last thing will be check out the animated movies, man. Superman versus the yeah. Elite, All Star Superman. Great, great. I love the All Star Superman comic, and comic. I've been meaning to catch the movie. Great. It, yeah. it's, very, it's, it's like a condensed version of it, yeah. but it's still so good. And, and, and there's a lot of great animated movies. 1940 out there. cartoons, too. 1940 <laughs> cartoons. They're, they're <laughs> actually really cool. They're actually really cool. All right. For the Meaning of Podcast, I am Ace. This is RB3. And we are peacing out. Peace out, guys.